This is Molly Hemingway of The Federalist. Join me, my husband Mark of Real Clear Investigations, Kyle Mann of the Babylon Bee, San Francisco Archbishop Salvatore Cordelioni, Lutheran Church Missouri Synod President Matt Harrison, and others for the 2023 Making the Case Conference, Friday, June 16th, and Saturday, June 17th at Concordia University, Chicago. Learn more at issuesetc.org. Making the Case, June 16th and 17th in Chicago. Issuesetc.org. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole hearts. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you and forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia.
Let us pray. Almighty God, you have enriched your church with the proclamation of the gospel through the evangelist Mark. Grant that we may firmly believe these glad tidings and daily walk according to your word through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Epistle is from 2 Timothy chapter 4. As for you, always be sober minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come to me soon, for Demas, in, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Uh, Chrysenus has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalma Dalmatia. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him to with me. Bring him with you, for he is very useful to me for ministry. Tychius I have sent to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, and also the books, and above all, the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm, and the Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Beware of him yourself, for he strongly opposed our message at my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all of the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
according to St. Mark, the 16th chapter. Afterward, Jesus appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. This is the Gospel of the Lord. of the land and the contours of the seabed. The only thing better than having one's nose stuck in a text is having the text stuck in one's head and being in the place where it actually happened. Just by the docks near St. Paul Bay is a chapel where the snake incident occurred with Paul. Mark let us know it would come. The sense of reality of the text is sometimes downright surreal. So Bo Reiki says 2 Timothy is written from the Caesarean jail after Philippians, Ephesians, and Colossians in 60 AD. Paul is obviously frustrated. The near decade-long task of getting the collection to the suffering saints in Jerusalem had been a crowning eschatological event for Paul, the resultant inpouring of love 
from the outpouring of the gospel to the Gentiles. But he was stuck in the hands of another Roman governor and had just appealed to Caesar. Do your best to come to me soon, Paul bids Timothy. For Demas, in love with his, this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Demas was Paul's Judas. Crescens had gone to Galatia. Is this mentioned in Malum Partum? Paul doesn't say, I sent him. Paul hates compulsion, completely hates compulsion. He's like Norman Nagel, who would never tell you what to do if you asked him 25 times a Sunday what to do. But he left, so much for apostolic authority. Titus was gone to Dalmatia, which is modern-day Croatia. Galatians tells us Paul took him along with Barnabas to Jerusalem for the Apostolic Council in 49. Titus was a Greek and was not forced to be circumcised by the apostles. And so because of Titus, in part, we have this. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners, yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Galatians 2, Titus left him for whatever legitimate reasons. Luke alone is with me. From Acts 20, we get the we passages. We can surmise that Luke was probably a delegate for the collection, the money for the poor in Jerusalem. Probably came from Miletus. And he was a delegate on Paul's journey to deliver the money to make sure those synodocrats didn't take too much money off the top. It resulted in Paul's imprisonment, faithful Luke, along with Mark, the greatest of the apostolic hangers-on. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful, me, useful for me for ministry. Of course he's useful. Right, he says Mark's writing of his gospel was just before or just after 60 AD. Was Mark the rich young man? Was Mark's mother's house, the house of the upper room? Was he the one who followed Jesus to Gethsemane that night? Was grabbed and ran off buck naked, scared and afraid in the dark? The last is probably most likely. Mark in Acts 12 is associated with Peter, the chief of the apostles. Papias says about 1.30 that Mark relied heavily on Peter's testimony for his gospel. Irenaeus and Clement of Alexandria follow suit in the second century. Makes sense that Paul should want him. His gospel teaches unequivocally that the Son of God is re revealed in suffering and death. There's one guy who finally gets who Jesus is besides the demons, the Father, and John the Baptizer, Mark's gospel. It's the centurion looking at Jesus dead on the cross. Truly, this man was the Son of God. That's something Paul agreed with completely. Whatever the kerfuffle over John Mark was in the Jerusalem Council, Paul complained that Mark had shirked his duty in Pamphylia, and Paul didn't want to take him along. Caused the splitting of the ways with Barnabas and Paul. Whatever the details, Paul recognized his value and that 
that is no doubt as a chronicler of Jesus. He was around the apostles. He was around Jesus. Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. He wouldn't and couldn't go to Ephesus if he could. Alexander the coppersmith had made sure of that. Beware of him yourself, for he strongly opposed our message. That's Paul's entire reason for existence. It is his apostolic compulsion. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. May it not be charged against them. All deserted me. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth, the Jewish leaders who wanted him to be put to death. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. As for you, always be sober-minded. Mark tells us of a very sober Jesus rebuking Peter for denying the cross. Endure suffering, Christ. Blessed Mark tells us Jesus began to teach them many things and that he would be rejected and killed. Do the work of an evangelist, Mark. Blessed Mark tells us Jesus preached after John was arrested. The time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Go into all the world, the risen Christ says at the end of Mark. Fulfill your ministry. Blessed Mark tells us Jesus defined his ministry and ours this way. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom, an atonement, a blood ransom for many. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. Blessed Mark tells us Peter denied Jesus. Jesus is delivered to Pilate, mocked, crucified. They offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not drink it. He had to drink from the dregs of the cup of the Lord. And the time of my departure has come. Blessed Mark again tells us they offered Christ a drink of sour wine. Then Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. I have fought the good fight, says Paul. So Christ, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen, Mark tells us, the angels said. I have finished the race, so Mark said it would be. And they went everywhere with the Lord and confirmed the message with signs. I have kept the faith. Go into all the world and proclaim to the whole creation, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Christ, says Mark, says the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. So to you today, 
get Mark and bring him with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I believe in one Rejoicing together with the whole creation at Christ's victory over sin in the grave, let us lift up our petitions on behalf of all those in need. Heavenly Father, through baptism into your risen Son, you grant your people a participation in his divine life. Continually fill our hearts with the blessedness of faith in him whom we have not seen and yet in whom we believe. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Father, remember in mercy the enemies of your church. Grant them repentance and enable us always to reach out to them with the good news of your never-failing love. Lord, in your mercy. Look in mercy, O Lord, on our government and on all who have been set in positions of authority among us. Strengthen and uphold them in every good deed for the common welfare of us all. Lord, in your mercy. Let your peace rest upon our cities and all who dwell in them. Prosper the work of those who teach and learn in the schools. Defend and protect all who provide for the safety of others. Support those who lack the necessities of life and give meaning and purpose to the lives of all. Lord, in your mercy. O lover of the human race, Hear our prayers for those in need, the sick, the suffering, the dying, the mourning, and the lonely, that Christ himself would be their health in sickness, their joy in sorrow, and their life in death. Lord, in your mercy. With great joy, Heavenly Father, we remember those who have departed this life in your fellowship, including your servant Mark. Bring us to share with them the joy of beholding the risen one face to face in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Rejoicing with the whole church, 
Now clothed in the brightness of Christ's resurrection light, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. protected your holy church in which the blessed apostles evangelists proclaimed your divine and saving gospel therefore with patriarchs and prophets apostles and evangelists and with your servant mark and with all the company of heaven we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Amen. 
Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
strengthen and preserve you steadfast, body and soul, to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the holy supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming, we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.